I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Guys, this is the second time that I'm trying to record this podcast. I'm recording this one on my phone because the my PodTrack P4 from Zoom is having some problems. It's having an issue with kicking out write errors, and so it skips around and then you don't get the full context of what I'm saying. It's real annoying. So I put up an episode earlier today, and it completely just skipped around all over the place, and it was just terrible. I had to delete it because it wasn't it wasn't going the way I wanted it to. So with that being said, today I am rained out. It rained all last night, and it rained half of the day today. Uh, but it's remained super wet all day, and so I haven't been able to get out there and mow because the grass is just so wet. So I did a couple things today. I leveled the deck on the Bradley. I increased the rake by about an eighth of an inch, and that hopefully will help uh, a little bit of a cutting issue that I'm having. I'm getting a few stragglers. And the reason I was having this cutting issue is because I had run flat or I had air tires on the front. That's what the Bradley comes with. I also purchased, when I purchased the Bradley, I purchased run flats. And one of the tires on the front of the Bradley is just, it is. Uh, it's leaking air and I don't know where from. So I decided, well, it's finally time I'm going to switch to the run flats. So I switched those out and what happened is those are just a teeny bit higher or more round or something, a little bit bigger than the air tires. And so that kicked off, that that pushed off the 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 way I had the deck leveled. So I had to re-level the deck uh, because when I switched over, the deck was really flat and it wasn't cutting good. It wasn't lifting up the grass and cutting it. So I worked on that today, got that taken care of, cleaned out the deck and all that stuff. Hopefully it'll cut a lot better. I also increased the tension on the tensioner pulley on the Bradley just to maybe increase the, the blade speed lot less slippage hopefully uh, there really hasn't been much slippage to begin with but I just decided you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna tighten this up a little bit it's been sounding a little funny when the blades are on so I tighten it up a little bit hopefully that'll take care of that weird sound uh, and hopefully the blade speed will increase just a little bit in that thick wet grass because we have a lot of it in spades right now in my area it is like late September, early October here in Michigan. It's this is crazy. We have never had at least at least since I can remember, we have not had this type of weather in Michigan. It's been cool. It's been just it's been wet in the mornings. It's been getting down to the 50s at night. 
This is not normal August weather for Michigan. Normally, it's super hot, super dry. Not this year. Now, I should say, the last couple of years, it has not been super dry in August. We get rain. Our Usually, our driest month is July. This year, our driest month was June. And last year's driest month was June. And then we went on vacation and... All heck breaks loose because it starts pouring rain, and it's just ridiculous. So I may I may have to put our vacation in June next year. I don't like to do that because July is right in the middle of the season, and it just it evens out the time a little bit. But I think I'm going to have to go on vacation in June next year, depending on the weather. I have to plan before I go. So... I can't just on a whim say I'm going to take this week off. It doesn't work that way, especially here in Michigan. If you want to go camping, we go camping for a week for vacation. So if you want to go camping for a week in Michigan, you got to plan ahead like six months in advance to get a campsite somewhere that's actually relatively nice. So with all this being said, this is not what the podcast is about, but with all this being said... It's been a crazy week so far. It's only going to get crazier because I have to now work late every night to get caught up because I have a driveway repair job that I have on the schedule for Saturday. And I've got to lead singing at church on Sunday. So my weekend is full. So hopefully I can squeeze all this lawn care and all these lawns in this week. I might have to not edge this week because I'm so far behind. But we'll see. I don't like to do that either, but we'll see. What this episode is about is the last episode that I recorded, episode 158, was about our intentions. Our intentions with everything, with social media, with product reviews, with mowing tall grass guys. Our intentions. What are our intentions when we do anything? And so this episode, I wanted to share my own story with my bad intentions and how that turned out. Because sometimes it turns out good, sometimes it turns out really bad. So here's a story about my bad intentions. So I've talked about a client on my podcast before. Um, Her name's Margaret, and she was one of the first, if not the first, lawn care customer I had in 2014. And I had a nickname for her, and that was Picky Lady, because she was picky. And Margaret was a loner. She didn't have many friends, at least from what I could tell. Um, Nobody really liked to be around her much. Her attitude was terrible. She, She was not a nice person. And she was nice to me for about the first month or so. And then the tide started to turn and she was becoming quite nasty and mean. And so, you know, she's a bi-weekly, she was a bi-weekly client and I just kept her on. I kept her on and kept her on. She wanted her lawn bagged and I just couldn't bring myself to let her go. As a customer, as you know, I would encourage anyone else, if if this is your client, like maybe you should let that client go. If they're just giving you a hassle all the time, 
let that client go. But I felt in my heart, for some reason, like I needed to keep Margaret as a client. And so I just worked and worked and worked. Years and years I worked for Margaret. Well, year three comes around, and we had a really strong growing season. It rained consistently. We never had a dry out period in the whole year. It was just mowing all the time. And Margaret at this time was on a 10-day schedule. And I could not make my schedule and my routes work with this 10-day schedule any longer. So I needed to get Margaret on a bi-weekly schedule or on a weekly schedule. And I talked to her before about going to a bi-weekly schedule. She refused to do it. She would not do it. No. She said, my lawn has to be cut every 10 days. That's just, it gets tall enough by 10 days that it needs to get cut. And it's too tall by two weeks. So it's got to be cut every 10 days. And I said, you know what? I can't do that. And so I got to thinking one night as I was sitting at home, very frustrated, very just, I didn't know what to do. And I decided, you know what? I felt in my heart, I'm going to do Margaret's Lawn this year for free, completely free. And I'm going to do it. The only catch, the one caveat that I gave Margaret when I went to her and asked her, you know, or offered to do her lawn for free that year was that I had to be able to do the lawn weekly. And some of you are probably thinking, man, this guy's dumb. He's crazy. Keep this lady on when she's a a basket case. She's mean, ornery, not nice. And yet you keep her on. And then you offer to do her lawn for free on a weekly basis instead of a biweekly basis. That's right. And the reason I did this is because I knew if I did her, could do her lawn weekly, it would take 30 minutes, tops, 30 minutes to mow her lawn, push mow her lawn, because it had to be push mowed. She didn't want any big mowers on her lawn. On her lawn, you could not use a big mower. She just would not allow it. So I, I said, I can do this lawn in 30 minutes if I can do it weekly. Bi-weekly, it's going to take me an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, Just because the grass was so long, she had this weed in the lawn that held on to a lot of water, and so it would make paste under your deck. Whenever you stopped to change the bag, clumps would fall out of the mower, and then you'd have to spend your time scooping up these clumps and throwing those away. And then, you know, we had to use brown bags. That's what the city of Lansing requires. And so the bags would get super heavy. I could only fill the bag half full because the stuff was so wet and heavy. I couldn't couldn't do more than half a bag because the city won't pick up the bags unless they're 50 pounds or less. Really, and they changed it to 35 pounds the last couple of years. So it's really frustrating. So I just decided, you know what? If I do this lawn weekly, I can make this happen and I can save a lot of time. I can work it in. It'll be right on the schedule. I don't have to move lawns around. I can do this. And so I went to Margaret. I offered this to her. And I said, Margaret, I want to do your lawn for free this year. And she looked at me like, 
I was crazy. And, and then I said, there's just one caveat to this. I can only mow your lawn for free if I can do it on a weekly basis. And then she really looked at me. And she asked me with this, the sincerest voice that I had ever heard her use. She asked, why me? Why, why, why are you doing this for me? Why are you offering this for free for me? And I said, well, why not you? And I kind of lied a little bit, a lot of bit. Why not you? I just felt like I wanted to do it. And that was not the truth. I wanted to do it for free so that I could get her on a weekly basis. That's what I wanted to do because she adamantly refused to do it any other way because money was a big issue for her. Um, and so that that right there is my bad motives. All right. Now, it seems like, well, that's a good motive. You're doing something for free. Yeah. Yeah. It was self-serving. I could I knew that 25 bucks a week. That's nothing, right? Because I was doing your lawn for 25 bucks a week at that point or on a biweekly basis, which was crazy, right? Crazy. An hour and 15 minutes for 25 bucks. Crazy. So I decided, you know what? I'm just going to do it for free. All the other lawns, for the most part, were priced correctly. But this one, way off, biweekly, it was 25 bucks. I wasn't losing much. So I'm like, you know, as long as I can do your lawn weekly, I will do it for free for you this year. And she almost seemed like she got emotional. And I was just trying to get the thing to go weekly, you know. So my bad, my motives were selfish, very, very selfish so that I could get my schedule right. It had nothing to do with Margaret or her as a person. I wanted to drop her. But it was, it had everything to do with me. And it, that just, it wasn't right. That was not a right motive. That was not the right reason for me to offer this lawn mowing for free for the whole summer. Years down the road, after that year, I started charging Margaret again. I raised the rate to $30 per cut, and we moved to bi-weekly because mowing the yard weekly for that year actually trained the grass to not grow as fast, which is, I know it's weird. I know that sounds weird, but that seems what like what happened. All right, so I, I cut we cut back to bi-weekly, She's paying $30 a cut, and she seems happy, but she's back to complaining again. You know, at once a month at least, Margaret would call me, and we would talk on the phone for like an hour because, number one, Margaret was lonely. She didn't have anybody in her life because she's so mean, so picky. And so I would talk to her on the phone for an hour. And spend my time in the evening talking to Margaret. And um, we would just have this conversation. She'd bring up whatever she wanted to bring up and I would just talk to her. And she would inevitably complain about something. And I just let her complain. And I'd pacify her or whatever. 
And so we got down the road and a few years later, I want to say like three years later, Margaret was diagnosed with a lung disease that was terminal. It, it was like a hardening of the lungs or something like that. And she was on oxygen, so she would rarely call anymore. She stopped complaining. I think the reality of her situation really took hold of her. She would still pay on time and didn't really complain about money. But she she seemed to be a little bit nicer. And time went on. She had this lung for disease for two years. And she started calling me again. And she started having conversations with me again. And it really wasn't much to do with lawns anymore. It was, she was lonely. And she was coming to the end of her life. And she just needed somebody there. And up until this point, everybody has left Margaret. She was married at one time. She had been divorced. Her kids never came to the house, never spent time with her. Her sister was only coming once a week to bring Margaret groceries. That was it. And this is during COVID. So Margaret couldn't go out because this lung disease, if she got COVID, it would have been fatal for sure. And no, she had a boyfriend for a little while. The boyfriend left her because she's just mean. And she had no one else to talk to. Her neighbors had all passed away or moved away that were somewhat of people that she could talk to. She had nobody except the guy that never left, that continued to do her lawn no matter how picky she got. No, ma no matter how frustrating she was, I was the only person that had stuck around. And so she felt comfortable calling me and talking to me. And she'd talk to me about her lungs and how her oxygen was getting lower and lower. And one day, a conversation that I really remember, one day Margaret called me and she said, Aaron, I don't know how long I've got. My oxygen level's down to 30%. I, I, I don't have long. And I'm, I'm just, I, I'm tired. And I felt the push in my heart from the Holy Spirit. And it just said, the voice in my head said, now's the time. This is what we've been waiting for. And I asked Margaret, I said, Margaret, do you know where you're going to go when you die? Do you have any idea of where you are going to go when you die? And she said, oh, yes. Oh, yes. I know where I'm going to go. I'm going to go to heaven because I was baptized in my 20s, back in my 20s at a Methodist church. I was baptized. And I said, okay, so you know the truth. You need to trust in Jesus. He's got you. If, if you're truly saved, he's got you. And I kind of left it at that. Because if Margaret had been baptized, that means that she had already heard the gospel before. And 
that was all I felt in my heart that I needed to ask. And so I left the conversation at that and we talked about some other things and we we ended the conversation. But it was my hope that that planted a seed in Margaret's heart to think about, am I really ready? Am, do I really know where I'm going to go when I die? Do I really know? Because it wasn't more than a month or two after that conversation, Margaret passed away. And her sister took over all the, the house and stuff like that to take care of the lawn or whatever. And that is what I really want to talk about today. My bad intentions, my intentions, even though I stuck around, it was my intention that, man, I am sick of this lady. She's got to go. You know, I'm just tired of this. And that that push in my heart, no, you got to keep Margaret on. You got to keep her on. You got to you got to stay there. You've got to keep doing Margaret's lawn. I believe that was the Holy Spirit working that those whole that whole 6 years, 7 years, I think it was 7 years working. I just remember I just realized 7 years is the is like 7 years. That's 7 is a significant number in the Bible. It's 7 is like the number of God or whatever. And 7 years I worked with Margaret and she was just mean and I tried to be nice and just be very nice to Margaret and I kept her around and she trusted me and I was able to have that conversation with her about where she's going when she dies and I think that whole seven years was all for all the frustration all all of the the just the negativity and just the the frustration that i had with margaret god used all that time that whole 7 years to build that relationship that trust with margaret so that i had the agency in our relationship to ask her that question where are you going to go when you die? So even though my intentions were bad, they were bad. Like it was not a nice thing for me to offer Margaret free lawn care. That was not a nice thing to do. I mean, it was and it wasn't. It's multifaceted like I talked about in the last episode. But really, it was, it was selfishness on my part. But God used my selfishness, my, my intentions, my bad intentions for his good. And so even though in our lives, maybe we have bad intentions, maybe we're doing things for the wrong reasons, God can still use that for his glory and to bring him glory and to to help other people out. So even though some of these 
guys that are on social media cutting tall grass, even though their intentions might be bad, God's, God can still use those intentions for good. Even though some of these guys doing product reviews online, maybe their intentions are bad. Just They're just there to do it for money. God can still use those bad intentions for good. Even though you might have bad intentions with a client in your business, God can still use those bad intentions for good. Guys, that's really what I wanted to say today. Um, I, Man, I feel so blessed that God used me. All that frustration melted away when I was able to see and to feel the Holy Spirit say, now, now is your chance. Now is the time. This is what we've been working for. Ask Margaret where she's going. That was very special to me. And I will never forget Margaret because of the that seven years of frustration that led up just to that one split second moment where I had a choice to make. I could either obey God and ask Margaret, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go when you die? Or I could reject God, that little small voice, and say, no, she's been a frustrating just witch, and I'm done. But I made the choice to ask Margaret, And I'm praying and I hope that she is in heaven today. Because I asked that question, she evaluated her life and rededicated her life to God. And got in a right relationship with God. So that she was ready to go and be with Jesus. Alright guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I know this was kind of not a lawn care related episode, but man, this story has impacted my life. It has put me on a different trajectory where I look at things differently. And I hope this story helps you to look at things differently too. When you're working with frustrating people, maybe God is having you stay there to have a greater impact on that person than you will ever ever know in this life who knows maybe when i get to heaven i'll be able to see margaret and give her a hug and in heaven she's not going to be that cantankerous old woman who's picky all the time she's going to be a new margaret the margaret she was meant to be All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.